Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. That is certainly the case today as we welcome our guest, Marcel Viennot, CEO of Mobi724, a fintech leader in digital incentive, loyalty rewards, and payment solutions. He, uh, with offices in Montreal, Argentina, and the Philippines. Marcel, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. All right, thank you so much. Your French sounds very good. Hey, well, I appreciate it. I wish we could do the whole thing in French, but uh, it has been a long time here. So, Marcel, for over 20 years, uh, you've had international experience in the loyalty rewards industry. And Moby 724, uh, your clients are card issuers, banks, retailers who offer incentive campaigns worldwide. You uh, are a stock on exchanges uh, throughout the world. Okay, so give us a brief overview of Mobi 724. Uh, thank you very much. Like, uh, first of all, we're a company that we specialize in what we call to enable smart transactions anywhere. We're adding, we're adding data intelligence to uh, our transactions, and and basically, we're a fintech based company. Whereas, what we're doing into the market, we have a unique positioning. Whereas. The core of our solution is a payment-based platform where we're adding uh, layers of card link offers, meaning that you can add a coupon directly linked to a payment card, whereas when you go to the store, you do not have to show any coupon whatsoever. It is linked to your payment card. And then we're adding digital marketing with business intelligence on top of it. And I believe that's our unique positioning in, in the marketplace. It's all integrated into one common platform. Okay. And so for for most of us, we learn through example. So can you give us an example of what you've done that is a value added or improvement to the marketplace? Thank you. Like the example that I could give is one uh, simple one that uh, that we are actually delivering on at the moment. So basically, ev- as we are aware, every card, every payment card uh, issuer around the world are issuing points on payment card. They have been doing that for more than t- 25 years. So it has not really, the model has not really changed. So here's what unique we're bringing into the marketplace. So let's say for sake of discussion that a card holder has 25,000 points and let's say just as an example here, let's say it's a Chase Visa card and the customer goes to the reward catalogs and wants to get, let's say, a $250 gift card, let's say, at Best Buy. So typically, the customer goes to the portal, clicks on the $250 uh, gift card, and then automatically the points are debited into his account. And as soon uh, after, the bank will be shipping the gift card to the customer, let's say the customer's home, to uh, enable this uh, logistics of delivering. It costs banks around the world from 5 to $14 just to do the shipping and the handling. It doesn't really matter what the value uh, of the card is. So let's presume for a second that the cardholder now goes to Best Buy. He's purchased $400 worth of merchandise. Customer arrives at the cash. The cashier says, how do you want to pay? So the customer hands over the $250 gift card, and the cashier says, how do you want to pay the incremental 150 The customer has multiple choices. The customer can pay cash. 
the customer can pay with a debit card, or in the U.S., the customer can pay with one of his other 2.5 credit card in, in his wallet and not necessarily the Chase card that gave him the points uh, to start with. And Chase might not even know that the gift card has been used. It's not necessarily connected to uh, the platform. So now... And this model here has been going on for the past 25 years. It works like this with almost every country around the world with very small uh, nuances. So let's say now that we're using the Mobi 724 platform. So the customer, again, goes into, let's say, the points uh, rewards platform, and the customer wants to redeem a $250 points voucher, let's say, at Best Buy. The customer, again, clicks. As soon as the, the points are debited, now the $250 voucher is linked to the Chase Visa card in real time. So a matter of fact, with the mobile app of the bank, the customer could be doing that directly into the, uh, the Best Buy store. So let's say the customer, again, in the same example, has the $400 merchandise. He's at the cash. Cashier says, how do you want to pay? Now, because it's linked to the Chase card, he hands over the Chase Visa card, and as soon as the transaction is approved, within fractions of a second, the customer will be notified, either SMS, email, or the mobile application, and the, the bank will say, hi, John Smith, thank you for being a valued customer. You had uh, $250 worth of, um, sorry, uh, a $250 voucher uh, at Best Buy, so we're going to issue you a statement credit for $250 immediately. In this notification, the bank has the opportunity to uh, cross-promote other uh, solutions that the, the bank might want to sell or can do a cross-promotion. Maybe there's a coffee shop or a store nearby that has a, a coupon link to entice the customers to use the Chase card again. So now if we're comparing the two uh, solutions, as I mentioned in the original model, the one that's working today costs the bank between 5 and $15. And let's say for sake of discussion that the bank is making a 1% interchange fee. On this $400 transaction, the bank has generated a $4 new revenue. So when, I'm, when I say that uh, Mobi is all about bringing new efficiencies and new revenue opportunities for our customer base, basically what we are doing is transforming this multi-billion dollar cost structure globally and bringing now transforming this into a new revenue stream and now bringing incremental payment card transactions into the ecosystem. Today, shipping a gift card by FedEx is not a payment card transaction. But when the, the points are linked to the payment card, for the bank now, they're making more incremental revenues on these transactions. So all in all, uh, our solution is about, again, bringing new efficiencies, incremental revenues for the banks, and a more enhanced user experience for both the merchant and the cardholder. So, Marcel... Uh to ask the obvious question here, okay, you are reducing, if not eliminating, a cost, and at the same time, you are creating a revenue or an income. Yeah, I, I think in, in the fintech space today, I think for us, we, 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 we hit it uh, basically on target because fintech companies today, it's all about bringing new efficiencies and new revenue opportunities. And that's the core of our company. When I designed these technologies uh, five years ago, uh, I've, as uh, you mentioned, I've been in the space now for 20 years. And for me, I found that all the logistics that is costing 
billions of dollars is a waste of money and it's not ecological to do it to have something being shipped to customers where it can be linked to uh, the payment card so uh, and all of this is is bringing to the marketplace a more seamless uh, user experience as well like in today's market uh, customers they want everything at the touch of one or two buttons and uh, I think what we're bringing to the market completely fits with this new trend and, and the realities of this marketplace for the next uh, many years to come. Yeah, but but again, back to the <clears throat> back to the uh, obvious question: Why are you the first to come up with this? Well, what you have talked about here sounds fairly simple. Really, I mean, to eliminate uh, a bank who is digitized everywhere, to eliminate uh, a FedEx delivery somewhere seems like something that should just be natural, that people should have been working on this for a couple of decades here. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes it takes innovative entrepreneurs like myself that has seen this and is looking from the outside in and see how we can bring value. And at the end of the day... Uh, about 10 years ago, um, I was picked one of the top 10 uh, technology entrepreneurs by MIT Sloan Management out of Boston and spent uh, uh, six months with the, uh, some of the best coaches at the uh, MIT. And one of the three criteria to, to build a global company is step number one. On day one, you need to be global. You need to be able to scale. And you need to develop technology that is bringing value to the marketplace. Technology for technology itself is not worth anything. And and for us, like what we are doing here, is we're leveraging these technologies to bring a new experience. And and the and the other part is was very important in this is to have a business model that can work in every country. And I think in this context is what we are bringing to the table. It, yes, it is very simple. At the end of the day, it was very complex. To to put this together because previously when you had a coupon and you're bringing it to the store, they needed to change the point of sale. They needed to train staff. The way that we've designed the technology is all in the back office. So for us, whether somebody is paying with their iPhone or their Android or tap and go or uh, all these different things for us is really irrelevant because the offer is linked to the bin number of the card. And we're linked to the payment uh, gateways. That's where we capture the transaction. So it was all in the design to make this thing uh, uh, simple for the the user at the end of the day. You know, we need to take a quick break. Uh, When we come back, Marcel, let's talk about how banks have reacted to this, as well as card issuers, retailers, etc. Again, a very interesting conversation with Marcel Viennot, CEO and founder of Mobi724 out of uh, Montréal. Uh, Montreal, Canada. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio, and we'll be right back. All right, time for our tip of the week with Charlie Wright. Who have you got with you today, Charlie? Paul, we've got Tim Plain, editor of the newsletter The Dividend Hunter by Investors Alley. Tim, thanks for joining us. Hi, Charlie. Glad to be here. Tim, you published The Dividend Hunter to recommend high-dividend-paying stocks, uh, BDCs, and REITs. Tell us right now what tip do you have for us today? Uh, today, I'd like to talk about a master limited partnership, an MLP called NGL Energy Partners, stock symbol NGL. Okay, and why do you like them? Um, I, I'm looking at this as kind of a turnaround play. It's one whose uh, share price has fallen from almost 26 down to under $14, and it's all because the company had announced 
dividend increases later in the year than then a few weeks ago they announced they wouldn't be increasing the dividend until next year and the market kind of hammered it but it's still a pretty good company okay and and uh, what what kinds of uh, criteria tell you that you like them as a company you know, they're kind of a hodgepodge of different uh, energy infrastructure assets, and they have a tremendous amount of upside cash flow potential as energy production growth in, like, the Permian and out west grows. So they've got some built-in growth coming, and while you're waiting, you have an 11.5% dividend yield you can earn along the way. Okay, so uh, what was that ticker symbol again? It's NGL. Okay, and for those who would like to know more, where can they go, Tim? For my personal newsletter, it's The Dividend Hunter, and I'm sponsored by InvestorsAlley.com. If you go to the InvestorsAlley.com website, you can find all the information about my services. Okay, and they can communicate with you? Yes, they can. Okay, Tim, thank you very much for joining us today, and happy dividend hunting here. Thank you, Charlie. Hello and welcome back uh, to Strategic Investor Radio. Again, we're talking with Marcel Viendot, CEO of Mobi724. That's M-O-B-I-724. Headquartered in Montreal, but offices also in Argentina and Philippines. So, Marcel, as you've been uh, talking to us, uh, one is uh, you're talking about decreasing costs for uh, card issuers, banks, retailers, etc. on their incentive campaigns. And number two, you're talking about increasing revenue because uh, now these different transactions that, that can occur for them are on that card and not given to another card or paid in cash or, or more likely to do that anyway. So how have banks responded to this? Uh, the, the reaction from the banks uh, globally has been very, very positive. We um, have already signed uh, some global brands like HSBC in the first country in uh, South America. And as soon as uh, we have uh, rolled this out, then we're doing another four countries. So at the moment, we've already rolled out. Uh, more than a, a portfolio of 8 million cards. And now with our office in the U.S., uh, we just uh, started in the in the U.S. as well. So uh, the um, we uh, met with some banks in the U.S. in the Canadian marketplace. Uh, the reaction uh, in Latam everywhere uh, uh, is very, very uh, uh, positive. In uh, the past 12 months now, we have a very solid sales pipeline of multiple banks that we are in process of closing. So I'm very happy uh, with the market's reaction to our, our solutions. And uh, retailers and card issuers, are they as open as well? Is this uh, an additional advantage for them? Yeah, because uh, I think at the end of the day, uh, the banks, uh, they want new efficiencies and new revenue streams. And I think, as we mentioned earlier, the fact that now when customers are redeeming their points that is linked to their payment card, all the incremental spent uh, linked to this, uh, all the incremental spent when a customer goes into a point of sale and spends their points is new revenues that is being uh, going directly on the cards or more interchange and more revenues for the banks. For the merchant, for them, is more foot traffic. Uh, and, and when customers are going to stores, a physical location and or online, it works in both uh, uh, situation. I, I think for the merchants, is very uh, positive as well. And, and uh, uh, we can uh, uh, showcase them the uh, the revenues all uh, sorry the uh, transactions all in uh, real time reporting that's tied to this and for the user 
the customer itself is a brand new seamless user experience moving forward to be able to uh, to use your points you know uh, Marcel let's face it nothing is perfect okay tell us what are your biggest vulnerabilities at Mobi, at Mobi 724 I think right now we're at a flexion point uh, where uh, we've um, uh, we're fully funded now so right now it's all about expansion and, and managing the growth risk because right now we're expanding this into multiple countries in parallel so um, we want to make sure that uh, uh, my background is accounting. So for me, everything that is being done, it has to be measured. We have to uh, analyze what are the risks so that we can grow the company in a fast mode, but in a structured manner where we can maximize the the, the shareholder value uh, at the same time. But I would say right now our biggest challenge is to deploying this into uh, into multiple countries in parallel. And for those who would like to pursue things further in investing in your company, etc., where can they go? What can they do? Uh, we're as uh, we're a publicly traded company. Uh, we've been uh, we started to trade in the U.S. on the OTCQB under the ticker MOBIF. And uh, we trade on the Canadian Securities Exchange in Canada, and we announced about a month ago that we're going to transition to the primary platform in Canada, which is the TSX on the venture side, the TSX Venture. If everything goes well, we will be trading on that platform uh, by the end of the year. So uh, any American investors can trade our stock like any other stock that they have in their portfolio on the OTCQB uh, under the ticker MOBIF. And for those who would like to contact someone, Investor Relations, or someone at Moby724, where can they go? What can they do? Uh, they can just email me, Marcel, M-A-R-C-E-L, at Moby, M-O-B-I, 724.com. Uh, and uh, for a quick response, uh, I will try to uh, respond to them and some people from my team uh, as soon as possible. What do you see five years from now here, uh, Marcel? Uh, for us, uh, right now, we just had a boot camp about uh, uh, 45 days ago with all my team from uh, from different countries. And basically, um, uh, we want to grow this into a, uh, in the next 36 months into a 5-0, a $50 million annual revenue-based uh, uh, company. We want to be the leader in this field. So um, we're being supported by Fidelity, which everybody I'm sure that is listening today has invested into our company four times. It's our largest institutional investor. They, they own uh, just under 15% of the company. They were our lead investor for our bought deal this past uh, April. So uh, I think uh, having these large partners, uh, we have the full confidence and with the team that we have. And uh, uh, right now is uh, we want to become the leader of, of these uh, fintech space. Uh, sorry, in this we want to be the fintech leader uh, in this space for uh, for the next five years. So, Marcel, uh, first of all, congratulations on uh, creating and building a uh, quality uh, company that is looking to provide quality services and make uh, things better for not just banks, but also card issuers, retailers, and eventually the the buying public. So uh, give us final words for our listeners, will you? Well, well, first of all, thank you very much for this opportunity to be able to to present our company. Uh, I believe that we've developed a company that is... 
that is bringing value to the marketplace. And I think for uh, investors out there that uh, have a diversified portfolio, I think uh, that we could be uh, a good candidate in the fintech space uh, for somebody that uh, is interested into uh, a small cap company that has about a $40 million uh, uh, market cap. So uh, then again, uh, thank you very much for your time and uh, very much looking forward to the next one. Marcel, it's been a pleasure again. Thank you for, very much for coming into the studio here today. Thank you. Merci beaucoup. So again, we've been talking with Marcel Viennot, CEO and founder of Moby724 out of Montreal, Canada. And uh, you've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. We'd love to have you contact us at info at strategicinvestorradio.com. And please go to our website to hear podcasts of all of our interviews and shows, strategicinvestorradio.com. I'm Charlie Wright, wishing you all an enjoyable week and productive investing. Strategic Investor Radio is a production of OC Talk Radio and is provided for educational purposes only. Content of this program and the views of the guests should not be considered as recommendations by OC Talk Radio or investment advice from the host Charlie Wright or any other entity attached to this production. Investors should always consult qualified financial, investment, tax, or legal professionals prior to investing. 